With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. The following program is intended for immature audiences only. Don't think, just listen. You're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a live caller interactive talk show. Whatever's on your mind, heavy, light, or otherwise, give Bill a ring at 724-444-7444. ID 1832. Now, sit back and strap in for another edition of Online with Bill Alexander. But please call me Bill, all my friends do, and you're online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. It is a Monday evening, as I interrupt that. And yours truly, Bill Alexander, with you on this Monday evening, the 18th of June, 2001. Before we get underway with the radio show tonight, we're going to take a look at our lottery numbers and the weather forecast. But just a reminder, coming up, we're going to be talking with, I don't know if I say this, he'll probably go to his head, but that's okay. I'll be talking with a radio legend in western Pennsylvania this evening who's uh, been working pretty much, he's still working, and he's uh, worked throughout the region not only in this county, but in Allegheny, Westmoreland, and pretty much every other one <laughs> within within shot of my voice this evening. I'm talking about Joe Gehring. Joe Gehring's going to be joining us via telephone this evening. We'll be talking to him in a few moments. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll be talking with Joe Gehring, a radio legend in western Pennsylvania. We'll be talking to him in just a few moments.
local station, 590 Radio, MBS, 15 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Yours truly, Bill Alexander, with you, and you're online. Brought to you in part by the Net Connection, local people providing you with local internet access. Well, real pleasure for me this evening, because this is someone I grew up listening to. And on the other end of the phone line, I have Mr. Joe Gehring. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, Bill. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. This is a real thrill for me, because I remember listening to you when I was a kid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I can honestly say that, too, unlike other people. But I remember listening to you as a kid, because you've worked um, pretty much everywhere in western Pennsylvania. Well, I've been very fortunate in being able to stay where I really love to live in western Pennsylvania, with one rare exception of being over in eastern Pennsylvania, but I always worked in Pennsylvania. What are some of the stations you've worked at over the last, say, 40 years? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can go to, uh, from a little station in Emporium that isn't even on the air anymore, WEMR, to up to Erie at WLEU. Of course, uh, over in the, the Latrobe area, we, we put the, the top 40 disc jockey format in the 60s in uh, WQTW. Mm -hmm. And uh, had the good fortune to work uh, in Altoona and Johnstown, and of course, uh, down in Pittsburgh, first for the uh, National Broadcasting Company at WJAS when they owned it, and then over across the street at KDKA Radio for about 10 years. And then, af and then after KDKA, where did you end up? Well, we uh, we were uh, we we actually were a, a district justice for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Governor Dick Thornburg appointed us. Uh, we had a leave radio, and we come back. Uh, I, uh, the old uh, Dr. Charlo, WCVI in Connellsville, was very kind to us. We worked there for five years, and then uh, I started my own company, Gearing Program Service, and we uh, based out of uh, WHJB in Greensburg with Mel Goldberg on the station. And that's what we do, health. We do a lot of health talk, and I'm on a number of different stations mm -hmm. now. Um, one thing I think is interesting is you have a very... Um varied past i guess is a, a way to put checkered it. past a though. checkered past okay that works um you work you basically start out as what would be considered a staff announcer yeah back in the back in the early 50s i was a staff announcer in emporium and in erie and they were going uh, music at night and they needed somebody who knew a little bit about music well i used to do the high school uh record dances mm -hmm. at uh, st mary's of the, the mount in pittsburgh so they gave me the opportunity uh, to go from 11 in the evening till 6 in the morning on a program called Music from the Night. Okay. And uh, that was a fun thing because there was no formats. Uh, you just played the music you wanted to play. You did the show. About what year was that again? That was uh, 1954 through 1958. So that was basically when network radio was pretty much disappearing, and they were going back to, they were sending everything back to the local station to play music of some type. Yeah, that, well, network radio was still around, and we still had the what we called the mutual mystery blocks from right. uh, from uh, eight to ten. Mm -hmm. But uh, pretty much after that, uh, it was pretty well kaput like the Luftwaffe. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you make? When did you come to Pittsburgh? What year was that? 1969. Okay. I started, I, I went right out of uh, WTRA in Latrobe. I started in engineering and production at uh, WJAS, and uh, they had some changes. Uh, some people went into management, and they needed again an all-night talk show host, and they knew I used to do a talk show at the, the old WTRA, kind of a phone party thing. Right. So they just offered me this thing. It was phenomenal, you know, to come on the air and be working for the National Broadcasting Company. I was 35 at the time, and I thought, my God, you know. <laughs> and I'd be on WNBC in New York with Long John Nebel. Wow. And WKYC 
in uh, Cleveland with the late uh, Alan Douglas. Okay. So uh, it was a real thrill. And some of the people you've worked with over the past, oh, say, 30, 40 years are some people that a lot of us are familiar with, especially me growing up, because I grew up north of the city, listening to WJS and also listening to the Big K and listening to Nighttime Talk. And whenever I realized that I, in some ways, um, followed you in certain situations over the last, my 17 years of doing this, because my first job in radio, your son hired me. Well, that was uh, Joe Bryan. <laughs> and um, your son actually was your program director once, correct? Yeah, I had left WQTW for an ill-fated journey into a station. I'm not going to mention. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Disaster. Go ahead. Wixie. Oh, 1360. Uh, yeah, that was when they did country, <laughs> and, uh, and the guy had snowed me into doing a morning talk show opposite Jack Bogut. Ooh. And, uh, and and you can't do talk in country. Oh, I mean, the kind of talk I did in, in country was oil and water. Right. So I just told uh, Tony, uh, look, this isn't working. And the Jack Wheeler replaced us there. And I said, God bless. I want to wish you all the luck with what in the world you're trying to do here. <laughs> but it ain't for me. And Nick Corvello, who's since passed away, was very gracious. They offered me my job back. And I was still working overnight at KDKA. It was really weird to, you know, get off the air at 6 in the morning and be on Wixie at 6.05. Did anybody have a problem with that? Uh, well, I wouldn't have taken the job there had KDKA okay. had a problem because let's you know let's be brutally frank here. You know why would I give up that to go work in East Bakersfield? Well, that's true know? too. Yeah. You know? But no, they were KDKA was very very gracious, uh, very nice program directors down at Rick Star, Ira Apple, people mm -hmm. like that, and uh, you know they I, I wasn't working full time, and uh, th this would have afforded me. Uh, a lot of exposure in the Pittsburgh market, but it wasn't working. And uh, you know, you're wise when it ain't working, you move on. You know, for, you get sometimes you get the bear, and sometimes the bear gets you. Now, were you when you were working at KDK, you were basically the uh, part-time weekend guy. Well, I was. Yeah, I was a full-time part-timer. Okay. Not I like what Rob Pratt does today. Oh, okay. okay. And he does a lot more of it. You're all over the place. You do everything. Rob's a lot more versatile. He could do sports, mm -hmm. and uh, that was his first love. But I would do uh, the the Saturday and Sunday nights. I'd fill in for Perry, for John Signa, for Mike Levine, and uh, you know. And also, I did some disc jockey work. They all played music down there, and I'd fill in uh, on like Saturday afternoons and Sundays. The ball game would be on, and we'd fill with music between the double headers or whatever. Did you used to fill in for Trish Beatty? Uh, no, because Trish was a uh, she was an afternoon drive time. I worked. Uh, I could work at night, but I was tied up in the daytime oh, okay. with, my, with my day job. Okay. Trouble, so. okay. Um, because I remember a lot of those people at KD. And then um, after KDK, uh, where did you go after KDK? Or were you always working one or two jobs simultaneously? Well, I was a district justice, uh, which is, for those who don't know, is the first step up the legal ladder. They handle all criminal and civil complaints in the state of Pennsylvania. They're part of the unified judiciary. And... Uh, the law is my second love. Had mm -hmm. I, you know, had any sense of college, I'd have probably gone <laughs> into law school. But uh, I, uh, I had to give up all radio for that. And then afterwards, of course, uh, when you walk away from something like that, you just can't call up and say, I'm back. Right. So uh, that's when I, I went to work uh, for uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Torlo, I should say, down at WCVI. And we, we had a wonderful relationship with him. And, Unfortunately, sold the station, and I won't get into what followed. <laughs> it was oh. like being on the Titanic. Yeah, my my audience is very familiar with that. Yeah. What happened over the last uh, 
so many years there. And then you kind of like circling the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you also ended up in uh, the place where I basically got my start at is at WASP in Brownsville. Yeah. Uh, of, of all places. Yeah, Jim Humes was looking. Well, I was already doing work uh, at uh, in Greensburg, uh, health shows. Right. And uh, Mike Levine was there, and Mike was leaving, and uh, I had known Jim from when he was a manager up in Connellsville. And Jim gave me a call and said, I need somebody from noon to 3. And I said, well, you know, I, I, at that time I was working till 11. Mm -hmm. And I said, I think I can make it to Brownsville, which is really California, right? in an hour. And, of course, little did I understand they were working on the I-70 bridge at the time. <laughs> Many times I'd be going through Charleroi on one of those upper streets at about 40 miles an hour running stop signs to make it. When I, when I started there and started doing talk and everything else, they told me, they said, we need you here by such and such a time because we don't want you to do a Joe Gehring. I said, what are you talking about? They said, Joe would come in five minutes before with a coffee cup in hand, and as soon as he sat down, the theme started, and he was ready to go. And I made him a lot of money. That's exactly right. No <laughs> one knew the difference. But... Nobody knew the difference but their picky union program director. <laughs> Well, we uh, it was really last week. Joe uh, was down here at WMBS uh, himself, and uh, myself, and him, and uh, Ron Dawson. Had Big lunch Daddy together. Ron, as we called him. Yeah. We had lunch together. What was really scary, though, is that there were four former employees of Jim Hume standing in the one doorway, and I was <laughs> waiting for the building to collapse. I really was because I've never seen four people still talking to each other after working there. Well, that was a uh, you know, with, with exception of some. <laughs> Strange events. That was an interesting place to work. I uh, I had a lot of great relationships there, and we had a lot of uh, good, solid sponsors. And I, I told them, you know, the way I work is let me alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a nice thing about talk. Even at KDKA and NBC was they they believed that you had the intelligence and the maturity to do a show. Right. You didn't have some 22-year-old uh, kid that got out of uh, radio program school telling you, you know, <laughs> what they wanted you to do. Well, you can't format talk. You know, it's very difficult. And the day you try is the day that you basically kill it. Exactly. And I was working, and that's the reason why I left WASP is because they brought in a a, a program director there, um, who was a young kid. He was he was in his early twenties at the time, who was there to program the FM, to spin country. Well, Jim gave him the job and said, "Well, you're going to be our our AM program director." And he sat there and told me what I was going to do. I looked at him and I said. Tomorrow's my last show. Uh, put the check in the mail, and I walked out the yeah. door because well, I said there was just no way. We've all done that, mm -hmm. and I've said a lot of other things besides. <laughs> well, yeah. Put the check in the mail. <laughs> well, yeah, but I can't say that on no. radio. This is a family show. Well, you Rod Dawson to be on the phone right away. <laughs> <laughs> you give him seizures. Yeah, but uh, over your past forty uh, some years of radio, have you enjoyed it? Oh, I've loved it. It's been a great ride, and as I say, I was fortunate to get into radio just when they were, you know, the old radio announcers had these big voices, the Ron Dawson voices, you right. know, like on the voice of God. Right. And uh, guys like me that had the Art Palin type of voice, uh, just, uh, you know, we didn't get a lot of, lot of work, and uh, it was changing disc jockeys. I think Art Palin, who was my model when mm -hmm. I was going to school, uh, when he was at WWSW before he went to KDKA, was just the uh, the epitome of what a, a real professional is all about. So I got in this being a disc jockey and then hit talk just at the right time. Just at the right time. Talk was just becoming local. Right. And, uh, and evolving from the old phone parties into 
uh, when you could talk and have a have the bishop on or mm -hmm. a state representative or the rep the representatives of the gay liberation or somebody in a size 38 long sheet from down your way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do a show with them. That's right. And it was and it and the reason I enjoy doing talk is because no show no two shows are ever the same. Oh no. It, it something always happens. Someone either says something that you try to either um, respond to or you try to get rid of as quick as you possibly can, because occasionally there are a few things that can't go out over the air, and I, I think that's why I enjoy doing it, because the adrenaline is always pumping. Right, and if you're doing guests, uh, every day is truly different, mm -hmm. uh, because you're getting different and diverse points of view, and, I, and I've had them on, you know, I used to say sex and psychics. <laughs> you know, that was, the, that was the key. Dull day, get a psychic on. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. We actually had a man on one time that did rune stones. He was an Orthodox priest from Charleroi, or <laughs> and the Manesson. Okay. And we, you know, root, you cast rune stones. Well, this you should be doing on television. <laughs> It's like seeing a, ma a magician on the radio. Well, uh, people, I would pick the rune for the person. Oh, okay. Shows you how that worked. Okay. And the uh, the other one was I had this. Uh, there's a uh, I can't think of the the Polish saint's name. They they, they dedicated a shrine to him. He died at a concentration camp uh, in place of this Polish soldier, a Nazi concentration camp. Mm -hmm. And I had the Polish soldier on. And of course, as fate would have it, he didn't speak a word of English. Ooh. <clears throat> and. Uh, Fortunately, the church provided an interpreter, so it was one of these shows where, you know, I would ask the question and it would be answered. It sounded like the United Nations. It's a really interesting program, uh -huh. but you you only get half the questions you wanted because of all of the, the time constraints. And right now you're uh, you're still working, except you're now more focused on health programs. Yeah, I haven't done general talk uh, in a long time. Uh, we... Uh, we basically do a show called Doctor on Call, and mm -hmm. uh, we do a show called Healthy Lifestyles, and uh, those two shows are the mainstay. And I and I do pure. You have purity products in your right. your station. Well, I do uh, local and regional programming, a host for purity products. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I missed doing some of that general talk because it was fun. And, you know, it's like uh, there you are with the station's license in your sweaty little <laughs> hand and the station manager's rolled up in a fetal position sucking his thumb in the office, <laughs> wondering what you're going to say. And, and speaking of that, when you worked at WASP... Um, you keep... You keep getting well, the reason is, is because there's more stories coming out of that place than anywhere else. When you worked there, because when I, when I did my first program there, and, and uh, Kim Smith is the guy that basically ran me through the ropes the first time. <laughs> or on the ropes. Or, or, yeah, exactly. Well, well touch this I asked, don't, please. I asked, <laughs> I asked him, okay, now how do I go into delay? He looked at me and said, what delay? Yeah. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, you're working without a net. He says, oh, yeah, he says, we have the delay system. It just doesn't work. Well, when you, know, you, were, well, when here, you were there, was it working? Well, here was the problem. I was the one that got it off. <laughs> they had, I'll tell you why. They had, I, I depend on a headset. Right. Okay, well, they had this, this old 1956 dual-channel Gatesway board. Still had it when I was there. Yeah, okay. Well, they would run channel one into the delay, mm -hmm. and then, of course, you'd have your headset in, in channel two, or channel one, and, and then channel two was the air channel. Right. Well, you know, the 5,000-watt transmitter was like 14 feet away from the mm -hmm. board, mm -hmm. Does the term RF mean anything? <laughs> so I'd be doing the show and hearing myself seven seconds later in my headset. Mm -hmm. 
our ref was all over the place. I just told him, I can't concentrate. I'm doing guests, and I have to concentrate, and I can't do that. Well, he can do I, I don't care what he does. I can't. Right. So it's either we go out of delay or you get another talk show host. They went out of delay. They went out of delay. That was one of the most difficult things because I worked here at WMBS before doing talk, and we had a delay system. Well, a week later, I went over there, and they said, okay, now you're working without one. The first, the first show I did, I was terrified. I had my hands in every conceivable place, so if someone said something or something went out that wasn't supposed to, I was able to kill everything. Well, you know, people today, though, Bill, are a lot more sophisticated, and uh, you're not going to get uh, that kind of caller. I, I, I work without delay for years, mm -hmm. and I could smell was a little thing in the back of my neck. Right. Something's coming. Right. And I think I've, I've got caught once. Mm -hmm. And I clipped it and said, lots of luck to you, sir. <laughs> and went on from there. But. Well, I, I got caught once, too. But, however, I never heard it go over the air. It actually, I heard it come back. I had the tape of the program yeah. and played it back. And I heard what was said. And I had chills running down my spine. Thank goodness it wasn't the actual caller on the phone that made the comment. It was someone that was with him in that room. Yeah. And you could hear it as clear as a bell, and, I, and it went through. The bad thing was, it was a friend of mine that made the comment oh, in Lord. the background. Well, you know, that wonderful line, the views expressed on WNBS yeah. yes. are not necessarily those of the station management or sponsors, but those of the callers is a wonderful way to get out of yeah, it. That's exactly right. Hey, hey, Joe, would you mind taking some calls tonight? Absolutely. Love to do it. Okay. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to do a step away for a break, and then we'll come back to uh, some calls with Joe Garing here on your local... Yours truly, Bill Alexander, with you. On the phone right now, we have Joe Gehring. If you'd like to talk to Joe tonight, the phone number is for the show. That that area code thing is going to throw everybody off, Joe. Uh, I know, and I'm because I do a show where we're in two different area codes plus an 800 line. So right. By the time I give all the numbers, three minutes have gone by. You know? You're going to just have to find someone to sponsor the phone number, for goodness sakes. Well, Verizon's got more money than well, most deities. So. That, that's true, too. That's true, too. You uh, made a comment to me briefly off the air that this is the first time that you've done anything live for WMBS. Yeah. There was a time when we did, of course, our good friend Joe Orslack, Catherine's Jewelry, which mm -hmm. I understand is on the station. Yes. We, we did their show, and we also did Rich Home Improvement for a number of, 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 I don't know, about a half year or so. But they were all taped. Okay. So I've never done anything live on WMBS. Well, I feel honored that uh, tonight's the first night. We have someone on, uh, on the line right now, so let me... Uh, go through this wonderful way of getting people to talk to you by doing this. Hello, Cole. You're online with Joe Gehring. Greetings and salutations to both of you. Well, hi. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with Bill. I'm glad to see my son did the right thing in hiring him this many years ago. Well, it was an accident. I'll yeah. do that. I noticed, uh, William, your voice is a little higher than usual. You're wearing them tight pants again. Well, actually, just a little bit tighter. I'm wearing shorts, that's why. He talks about WASP. He gets excited. Thank you. <laughs> Does Thank he you. really? Thank you very much. <laughs> Guess what me eating tonight. What are you eating this evening, sir? Strawberry short, uh, long cake. What's the difference between long cake and short cake? Cake's a little longer. Oh, thank you very much, Shane. You were going to say that. What, uh... I guess it's a pleasure for you to have him on. Who, me? To have Joe on? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Joe's, Joe's been uh, doing this for many years. I'd like to be doing it for half as, half as many years as he has. 
Well, as long as those folks keep owning WMBS, you probably will. Well, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You've heard the stories recently. Oh, so. yeah, they get these uh, corporations come in, they buy the station, rape it, and uh, that's what they do. That's and, right. And uh, the heck with the local people, and uh, thank you, deregulation. That's ex exactly right, deregulation. You saw what it did for the phone company, now look what it's doing for radio. Yeah, it's given us 35 pages in a two-page <laughs> bill with the phone company. <laughs> hey, listen up. Yes. This here... Uh, Cut off seven second delay is very critical to you for you get somebody on there. Like Joe said, you don't get very many, but it only takes one. Right. And then once it's out on air, the bell has rung and you can't unring it. Mm hmm But instead of buttons and stuff, I'd have a foot pedal. Like and, a gas pedal. And basically stepping on it to uh, get rid of the call? Yeah, sure. no, that's, technically that's a good idea. And because you, you said, you know, you're over there. You heard it, and we heard it, and the bell rang. We're not going to unhear it, especially if there's children listen. But a foot pedal, actually, you got it right there, click. Actually, if you, your, your response would probably be as quick as it would be on the brake in a car then. Yeah, I, I worked at a station one time where the engineer put in the little, remember the old dimmer switches? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had two dimmer switches. They started and stopped the turntables. Because you have your hands uh, so full there. and. Mm -hmm. It's just an idea that popped up in my head. I was down at one one of your prizes. Okay. The lights seemed a little brighter. Somebody paid the whole electric bill. Yeah, they paid the whole electric bill this time. Did they? Yeah, they, 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 didn't, they didn't do that monthly installment like we were doing before. They paid the whole thing. They're going to try to raise the, uh, the ship I heard just talking about with what goes on in our lives. Mm -hmm. That the submarine hit. Uh, there's a lot of sentimental things that they want their loved ones buried, right. not at sea. Right. Uh, at forty million, regardless of the of the price. Mm -hmm. I think they ought to do it, don't you? I'm still out on that issue yet because I'm still trying to figure out what happened the I day that sub hit. But I, I do think we do we we owe them something. They had a meeting with. 50. Mm -hmm. Well, what they ought to do is get what's-his-name out of Pittsburgh, the guy with the Cadillac convertible, Edgar Schneider. He'll yeah, he'll, he'll settle it for He'll you. get no money until they do. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, caller, I appreciate the call tonight. You okay, hey, night. Bill. Uh, 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 hey, Joseph. Yes, sir. Very nice to hear you on the telephone. Are you going to be on the regular? We're, we're talking uh, on, a, on, a, on a basis with my friends. See, I'm semi-retired, and... Uh, I, uh, I work, I'm out a couple of days a week doing some things, and if I can work something out with uh, with uh, Bill and Ron Dawson, the, uh, the GM. Not to, excuse me, sir. Not to impress you, uh, I got good ears. You uh. have a, uh, a voice to be on the radio that's listenable. I can listen to you talk. Well, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been working for how many years? Yeah, about 47. Uh, just, so you know, 47 years. Yeah, 47 years. 47 years I've been around doing this. <laughs> Hey, Bill. Married 45, so, you know. I want to thank you very much. That, and uh, watch going home, and I would pass to the engineers a stimmer switch since your hands are so cool. Yeah, I, I will do that. That's actually a very good idea. Okay, Bill. I appreciate the call. Bye-bye. And uh, you sure you want to go back into to, 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 uh, regional and local talk? I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's a... It's a uh, it's, I like, well, I like to pick a subject. Like, for instance, uh, you know, I go out to Las Vegas about four times a year, uh -huh. and uh, I become a, a, a Vegas file. Okay. I know more about, you know, where to go, how to do it, and uh, how to get the cheap seats. Mm -hmm. 
and they're not. And when you go in the showroom, the major D is not shaking your hand when he says, "Hmm, Gehring, party of two. <laughs> Shake his hand, you're going to end up in the, the restroom. <laughs> Joe, I have another call for you. Okay. Let's. Uh... Hello, caller. You're online with Joe Gehring. Hello, Bill. How are you doing, Bob Morris? How are you doing, Bob? I have a I need I, I have a question, a trivia question. I can't answer myself. But your guest, I think, can answer it for me. Well, well I will give it a shot. Okay, Joe. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a, I'm a native of Pittsburgh. Used to I think it was on KDKA. There used to be a husband and wife team did a talk show in the evening. I think her name was Wendy. Oh heck, I could give you that one. It was Ed and Wendy King. Ed and Wendy yeah. King. Now I can go to bed. <laughs> I, when I was down there, as, I should have mentioned the bill before. When I was down there, just briefly as a disc jockey in 1967, filling in for Jim Horn. I had the opportunity to follow Ed and Wendy, and boy, what what a great what a great thrill that was! I'm sure it was. It, it was a, it was really a good show. What, what was unique about that program is you never heard the caller. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, and and basically, I guess what happened was Wendy would be talking on the air. Ed would take the call would take the call and then come back and paraphrase it to Wendy, and then they would talk about what the caller had to say. That's right. Let me give you a classic Wendy story. Sure. One day, Wendy picked up the... From John Stewart, incidentally, was the announcer on that show, and, and John went into teaching. He retired, and I think he was teaching out in Fayette County somewhere. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. But anyway, uh, Wendy picks up the phone. She says, hello, party line, and I guess this guy gets on the air, and he uses every filthy, just ranting and raving. She says... It's for you, Ed. <laughs> Do you remember Al Noble? Oh, Al Nichols Noble, KQB well, jukebox. Yeah, whatever happened to him? Al was down in Florida. You went, but ABC bought KQV. I, I used to hang out there as a high school kid in his studio watching him be a disc jockey. Uh, he also did the Wilkins, uh, Wilkins Amateur on WDTV Channel 3. That's first window on the world. But, Dumont Television Network. Yep. Uh, but anyway, Al... Went down to Florida, worked radio down there. And I think he's retired, or he might even be passed away by now. Now, which station, I, I can't remember, the two guys that were big on, on DJs back in the 50s was Jay Michael and Barry Kay. Yep. Jay and Barry. Well, Barry is selling uh, stocks and investments out on the West Coast. Jay Michaels, last I heard, is working at a little station uh, in, like, the San Fernando Valley or something. I think it was KQV. Remember, I think it was John McLaughlin? John McLaughlin. John, I think you used to call him Johnny Jim McLaughlin. The, the, when they first put the walk and don't walk sign oh, down okay. in Pittsburgh, yeah. it, they used to call it, they said, well, you're at the station at the corner of walk and don't walk. Yeah, well, that was when ABC bought them and they brought Top 40 Radio. In okay. the, really, we had been doing that. Uh, and when KQV came in, Weep did one of the dumbest things in the history of broadcasting. They saluted the all-new KQV. Now, Weep was a 1,000-watt daytimer, mm -hmm. saying, listen to KQV, folks. They're doing it 24 hours a day. Ooh. Dumb. <laughs> but but I, uh, I was working out of the area at that time in Erie and really was not very familiar with uh, KQV. I did some engineering for them in the mid-'70s, and I uh, did a talk show a Sunday night filling in for... Uh, Bob Harvey. Oh, there's a name I haven't heard yeah. in a long time. No, I, don't, I don't remember that one. Bob was a big news hound. He was like the Mike Levine of, uh, of, of KQV. Well, what's Mike Levine doing now? Mike's passed away. Oh, he, he is. Yeah. How many years ago did Mike pass away? Oh, it's, it's got to be five or... You know, years fly when you... Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be certainly more than five years ago. How about Al Julius? 
Al Julius, uh, he retired. And uh, where did he go? I think he went back to California. Yeah, that's what I heard also. Another guy that I worked with, just a a wonderful guy. We used to do the the Julius Turkey thing. Right, I remember. Even if, when I wasn't at KDKA, no matter where I was doing a talk show, Al would be on talking about Julius's turkeys. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I turned the radio on at ten o'clock and. This just came into my mind about Ed and Wendy King, and I yeah. couldn't remember the name. And she's still doing some stuff. Every once in a while, you'll hear uh, you'll hear her. She does commercials uh, occasionally for uh, yeah. AAA. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, she uh, she'll do a, like a station break. Even Paul Long, who didn't leave, you know, <laughs> he went to Channel Four with not a happy thing at Westinghouse. Right. But even Paul recognizes the tradition of that radio station. He one of their anniversaries, Paul did station breaks for mm-hmm oh pappy hey i appreciate your time i'll let somebody else get in bob i appreciate the call okay you have a good night you too bye-bye Bye. you mentioned michael mike levine and, and his talking machine his talking machine which um he i guess his uh, majority of his career was at kdka yeah he and... uh, he came out of news he was working with the sun telly okay and he got the idea of not sitting down and being paul long of the news mike had a tape recorder mm-hmm and, and he, he was actually doing actualities. First actualities ever done. Mm-hmm. And now Mike Mike uh, went from KD. Where did he go from KD? He he left KDKA. Uh, he went to Weep okay. with Jack Wheeler. That didn't work out. And he ended up in Florida. And then KDKA brought him back. Mm-hmm. And then we were part of the last, what I call, pogrom down there. Right. A bunch of us were fired right after Christmas, mm-hmm. right after the Christmas party. We were all called into the office. Howard Elson did sports, Mike Levine, myself. And there was a, uh, a newswoman, I can't think of her name. But there were four of us that were let go. Right. You know, we fired. They just didn't have any for our services. Or they had to get, they were find somebody cheaper. Let's be practical. Well, you, know. <laughs> you, you said that some of these guys basically... They, they they were fired because they were able to fi- hire four people to do their jobs at less than what they were paying the one. Well, yeah, that was well, well, um, that was a real underlying reason. But uh, another thing that they just, uh, that wasn't the kind of talk that they wanted to do, say, in Mike's case, because, uh, boy, Mike could really, uh, he, could, he, could, he could shake your cage and jerk your chain. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike was, I mean, he was just a class act. Oh, I liked him. I didn't agree with him. Right. But I liked him. Well, you you came out of uh, with Kitty K. You had you had one of the strongest talk lineups I think you had anywhere in the country when you had Roy Fox, John Signa, and Perry Marshall. Oh yeah, old Perry and I worked together at WJAS. And I think whoever was the whoever thought to start messing around with that, because um, when Fox, Fox left on his own accord, correct? He went out out to the out to the west. Oh, he was everywhere. He was in Detroit. He he was the one that started that sent a tea bag to your congressman yes, or something. Yes. And uh, he was uh, he ended up back in New York at WMCA for a while. But he was also in Cincinnati, uh, a bunch of markets. Mm-hmm. But I mean that was classic talk because you had you had Roy's laid back style. Then you had Signa that just wanted to argue with everybody, and then Perry Marshall that said. Um, basically every every older person loved him because it was who they went to bed with at night. Exactly. And you were you filled in for uh, Perry on Oh, many, many times. Did you find it difficult to do that? Well, we did a different show. It was really funny because uh, I would have a different, you know, I have guests, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, we approached it differently. It, I was always curious about that because um, Perry Perry had such a strong following. 
that I, I always imagined if, if anybody else would try to do it, they'd have a difficult time getting phone calls. And I guess bringing a guest in would help buffer that yeah. because the guest would talk about something, hopefully, that would spur conversation. Well, they, they, the type of show they wanted to do is the type of show that Perry did and the type of show that Bob Logue is doing right, right now. Right. It's more of a phone party type of show, well, and as, that's fine. As I say, I'm Bob Logue's op opening app act. I'm just on another radio yeah. station. So no, Bob, I, <laughs> I remember Bob worked here in Latrobe and... Uh, Worked in Pittsburgh. He's a very talented young uh, young man. He's my age, right. <laughs> practically. You know, but uh, Bob, uh, I mean, I I don't do that type of show, but uh, it works for Bob, and uh, they obviously the sponsors love it. Yeah. Well, Joe, let's take another call right here, and we'll say, "Hello, call. You're online with Joe Garen." Hey, hello there, Bill. How you doing, sir? Oh, pretty good, there, buddy. Hello there, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. This is Tom from Fairchance. I know. I recognize the voice from the, uh, the from the Brownsville days. Yes, I called you day after day. Yeah. I was, I was, I was one of your everyday callers. Therefore, a while, buddy. You know, I, I sure missed you when you went left there. It was a pleasure to always talk yeah. to you. Well, there's an old axiom, Tom. It's knowing when to leave, mm -hmm. and right. it's time right. for me to leave. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I remember you in 1991 and 92 on that station. Yeah, we we worked through. We started there in, in '90. We were there right. just about three years. Yes, you did. Yep. And um. And I came in right after you left. Yes. Bill started on WMS in 1993. Yeah. So I was I was coming. Labor Day Labor Day night was his first night. Well, yeah. I, he's this gets this guy this guy Joe. I don't know if you realize that knows when everybody started anywhere. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you you can mention a name and he will tell you when. Uh huh. But yeah, I was I started here at MBS at Labor Day weekend, but um, I did yeah. some brief stuff over at uh, WASP before yeah. I came here, and um, then he, you had a show called Bunch with Bill that I did over there. That's WBS. right. Then I left Wasp and came back to Wasp, and then I left yeah. and came back here again. So <laughs> it's like just kind of like the like the the root the, the root uh, forty. Uh, a talk show host, That's right? a, Well, me and Ron Dawson were basically <clears throat> carpooling back and forth. One week I'd work here, the, the next week he yeah. would. So I remember when Ron used to have this big Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy, those yeah. were the days. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing besides I radio. Did you I remember when you did your show? You won, Your station was on the USA Radio Network. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that very well in the, in the early 90s. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun, you know. I yeah. when it, and I told Jim when when it stopped being fun is when I was going to leave, and it right. stopped being fun. Because on the Rita Moore case left, she was yeah. one of your news women. Yeah, well, you know where she is. Her her real name is Rita Maloney. She oh yes, I know Rita Maloney. She's out in Minnesota now. Right, she's, she's in Minneapolis. W, she's out in WCCO. Yeah, the the Infinity Broadcasting yes. Station. There, a very talented young woman. Mm -hmm. That's the CBS radio affiliate. Yeah, the Twin Cities. Yes. That's a big 50,000 watt station there. But and it's very, I, very cold there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember, I'll, of course, I go way back in Pittsburgh radio. When I, when I was at the School for the Blind in the late 50s, that's when I started going to school, 1957, 58. I remember Big Daddy Dave Scott. Oh, yeah, Daddy he, Dave. He, he was, you know, you know, it was really funny. When KQV was bought by ABC and made yes, Top 40, right. Dave Scott was a, a newsman and a staff announcer. Yes, they let Al Nichols Noble go and put Dave Scott in as the afternoon drive time disc yes, jockey. He was up from 2 to 6.30. Yeah, and I said, I'm, I'm uh, in Big Daddy Dave and Chuck Mikeman, Henry DeBecco. Henry DeBecco was on KQV. Henry, Henry DeBecco? Before he went to Channel 4. Yeah, he is one of the one of the one of the great uh, booth announcers, but a, but a great radio talent. Very, very smooth voice. Yes. Yes, and I, and I remember you all, all uh, 
Because uh, you're on that talk show on uh, KDKA when you filled in. Then then you had the Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, I, and then I had Sunday into Monday morning. You know. Yes. Yeah, you had that. And, uh, of course, I know you and Steve Froggy Morris, Howard Elson. Oh, yeah. You know Bill Curry, Bill DeFabio. They, they hosted the sports huddle. Show. Yeah, they real they really had a stable of talent at that station. Right, they right. still do, but not as much. Not, not what they did before. Oh, they, they yeah. I mean, Curry, Curry was just uh, you know, he he come off as the country bunkman, but he was a very sophisticated, educated, literate man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Caller, I appreciate your call, but guess what? It's almost time for a newscast. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate right. the call. Thanks. Hey, nice talking to both of you. Nice talking to you, Tom. Okay, Joe. Thanks, Tom. Bye bye. Joe. Quick question for you. Yes, sir. Would you mind staying one more hour? I would love to do that. So what I will do is I'll give you a call back right after we get done with Radio Bingo, and we'll uh, do hour number two. Sound good? Okie doke. Meanwhile, I, my wife can come up here to bed, and I'll go down and sit in my old uh, lazy boy. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll talk to you then. Okie doke. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Bye-bye. Hour number one with Joe Gehring. Enjoyable conversation. If you want to get in next hour, Joe is going to be joining us for hour number two of the radio program. Listening to Bill Alexander, the way radio was meant to sound, on your local station, 590 Radio, WMBS. And a kiss. The memories you gave me. One girl, one boy, some grief, some joy, memories are made of this. Get Your local station, 590 Radio, WMBS, 19 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock on this June 18th, 2001. It's a Monday night with your truly Bill Alexander. And on the phone line right now, we have Joe Gehring. And uh, Joe, thank you very much for agreeing to be with us for our second hour. I appreciate that. All right, thank you very much, Bill. I should mention that it is a real thrill for me to be on a great heritage voice like 590 WMBS. It's been around. I guess forever. Well, since 1937. Yeah, and to think of some of the great people like the late Leon Sykes that mm -hmm. went through there. And I'm trying to think of your news director that just passed away not so long um, ago. Uh, let's see. Oh, gee, <laughs> and I've got the. I, I met him several times. A real gentleman, and uh, isn't that terrible? I can't. Yeah, you know what? I just when you said that, my my yeah. mind just went blank because we were talking about him last Wednesday. Uh, Charlie Underwood. Charlie Underwood. That was it. God rest his soul. That's yeah, right. He just, uh, I mean, people like, the, this is the station where people stay at. You know, a lot of stations, unfortunately, they just want you in and out the door. Well, that's one other nice thing about WMBS is that, um, is that people stay here for a long time. Our morning guy, Timothy Schwer, has been here. It's almost uh, 30 years now. And Jim Morgan. I'd say Jim Morgan. Oh my goodness, he's, he uh, he he's, came with the transmitter. Well, pretty much, yeah. yeah. He actually has done two uh, two tours of duty here. His uh, last one, he came back with us in 1979. So he's been here quite a few years too. But yeah, WMBS is one of those places where you stay, and it, it's because we enjoy working here, and we have a great staff of people. So hopefully, we'll be able to convince you to come here too. That's a it's a tempting thing. You know, I I I auditioned at WMBS back in the fifties when they were in a bank building somewhere. Mm -hmm. They had a studio that looked like KDK. The old Fed uh, Bank building. Yeah. Oh Lord. You know. Well, one other thing I thought was interesting, and you told me this story last week, is that you almost came here in the early nineties. Yeah. That you were almost the host of our afternoon talk program. 
right before I went down to WASP. Uh, I, uh, I I just missed it by a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, and I, I went in and, and uh, met with uh, Simon Ryder, and uh, and I'm trying to sales manager. I can't. Steve think, Marcinko. Steve Marcinko, and uh, I just hired a young fellow who. Uh, who just left us by the name yeah. of Chuck Durso. Chuck yeah. Durso, right. So I went down, down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been happier here, trust me. I, I um, have no doubt. <laughs> but uh, one other thing I was thinking, since I have to do all the push all the buttons and everything, some of the places you've worked at, did you always have a producer with you that was able to produce the uh, and operate the board, or did you do that? Well, y- yeah, the uh, actually... Pittsburgh was uh, switching over pretty much when I got in there. At one time, of course, the engineers did everything. And, and at, at, at uh, WJAS, uh, for instance, with under National Broadcasting Company, the engineers ran the master control. They mm-hmm. loaded up the, the machine. You started the cart with a button. Okay. And you joined. You ran your own phones. And at KDKA, they screened the phones, and uh, they used to run the commercials. And now the the person does everything. Oh, really? See, I oh, didn't realize yeah, that. everything. I mean, there's uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but for that money, I think you'd do everything. Yeah, too. I would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, they do. Uh, the, my last stint there, uh, it was just like working at WMBS. Now they did have a producer that screened the phones. Okay. But you put you pulled the carts, you put them in the machines. Uh, you know, no, I'm sure John Cigna, that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. You know, El, El Chigna, as we call it. <laughs> the Tutti de Capo Tutti, yes. Tutti something, whatever. <laughs> well, and I always, I still assume to this day that they had someone actually operating the board for you. I just thought that uh, the individual doing the talking just sat there and did the talking and possibly hit the carts when necessary. Well, when but... I first came there, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I just wanted, but I, I forgot to mention back in the '60s, I was there briefly as a disc jockey. Okay. But uh, we played the records, but there was an engineer right there riding gain and uh, I'll be darned. doing. But they're not anymore. No, that's uh, that's long gone. They realized that we were cheap, and <laughs> no, they cheaper realized to hire it, one. The engineers union was like the Teamsters. They <laughs> <laughs> were a lot of money to do that. You know? I know. I used to be an engineer. Oh, okay. But that, that was a great job. One quick question. We have a couple calls on the line for you, but I have a question for you. You mentioned earlier about you got into radio when it, w- when it was a good time to get into radio. After the past 47 years, you being in the business, what do you see happening to radio right now? I think it's, uh, well, somebody says it's evolving. I many times think it's mutating. Okay. Uh, with the exceptions of a WMBS uh, or the station, WLSWFM over in the Scottsdale, Connellsville area, who still have full staffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more uh, uh, because of deregulation, which is to me is a license to steal. Right. Uh, people are just buying up stations at satellite downlinks, and uh, what's happening is you're you're getting people that are called board ops. They make um, uh, uh, McDonald's wages. Uh, you know, you spend. You don't see people spending the kind of money for a communications degree. You, well, you have a communications. Yes, degree. I do. And uh, you probably spent what. <laughs> Two three hundred dollars for that. <laughs> just, just a few, yeah. It was a very expensive box of Cracker Jack. Well, four years of college, so you can start you know, at probably some of the fast food restaurants. Yeah, exactly. More than the radio. Well, what was funny is when I started with your son, I was doing that. I was working at that station overnight. And as soon as I got home, I got got an hour of sleep and then got dressed to go work at Burger King. Is what I did. My father had a had a great 
great philosophy. It wasn't what you made, it's what you did for what you made. Uh -huh. He said, you could take anybody, pay them two, two bucks an hour, and, and work them 100 hours, they made 200 a week. Mm -hmm. And back then, 200 a week was a lot of money in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not doing radio full-time. Well, I am here because of everything I do, but that's why I got into teaching because I was able to use my communication degree and actually teach kids about broadcasting both radio and television. So I got lucky. Yeah. I was at the right place at the right time. But it's getting there. You're always going to have a high price person in certain markets. Right. Uh, to be in radio today, you have to be more diversified. You, like, I, I control the product for the most part. Mm -hmm. You control the product, you can make a living. Right. Uh, Unless you really have Daddy Warbucks that owns the radio station and just loves you and wants you to pay, you know, wants to pay you what you're worth. I'm still trying to find a station like that. I haven't <laughs> been lucky enough. Not in this lifetime. <laughs> you get these people that used to own candy stores. Exactly. They've got a clue about working radio. Uh huh. <laughs> that are retired educators, but yeah, anyhow. Yeah, that's scary. Uh huh. <laughs> But no, I, I just was interested because we've you and I talked last week, and my audience and I have talked about what organizations are doing now. They're coming in, buying up these small local radio stations, and they're basically taking them off the air for three oh. or four months, putting them back on with this music coming out of Los Angeles or out of New York. Yeah. Or, or just taking them off, like in the case of several lo local communities, just well, taking exactly the right. AM station off the air. Or, or simulcasting three stations, or one station onto three. I, yeah. What purpose does that serve? Cheap, cheap, that, That's exactly right. <laughs> but I don't understand what the big fascination is. And I understand that they're trying to get ratings, and ratings are, are what make the world go round, yeah. especially when it comes to radio. But they're so, so intrigued with the Pittsburgh market. And look at all the stations in Pittsburgh that are having a difficult time making it in the Pittsburgh market. Obviously, these people have not seen Man from La Mancha. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Tilting windmills, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. If, for some outside reason, one of their people would get numbers in Pittsburgh, don't you think that somebody would hire them away? That's exactly right. But for some reason, they're going in after them, and they're trying to do that. And uh, like I said, we're happy where we're at yeah. because we're well, serving this community. MBS has never lost its direction. It's never lost its mission, and the mission is to serve its community, mm -hmm. and they've served it well for Lord, <laughs> what, 50 years? Well, 60, 60, 60 plus yeah. years now, yeah. And and we like to make a buck every once in a while, too. But, well, sure. Uh, but, and you can do that because your expenses aren't like these, these right. big guys, and uh, but you still can make a living there. Mm -hmm. Joe, let's go back to the phone lines right now, and we will say hello. Call you're on line with Joe Gehring. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Uh, of course, uh, we all know who Steve Christie is, right? Rush oh, yeah, that's uh, that's Rush. We got, when you said that, I had a pause because I work with a guy named Steve, uh, Steve Christie uh, in Latrobe. But, yeah, that's well, that was his air name when he was at KQV, and they told him they better find another job. Then he went to Wixie, and they threw him out of there. <laughs> but but uh, then he found his mission in life. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, Steve Christie worked in Pittsburgh, who uh, is better known today as Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is his real name. Uh, yeah, that's his real name, but... Uh, I just use Christie, too. <laughs> Chuck Durso, well, I'll get to Chuck here in a second, because I, I was a big fan of Chuck Durso for, for Uniontown, but uh, I think, you know, when you talked about KDKA and that lineup, boy, I, Fox, Cigna, Marshall, uh, it was Jack Bogut in the morning. Mm -hmm. yeah, Bogut was, uh, he, he still is a, a, a genuine broadcaster and a real gentleman. And then you follow with Bogut in the morning, you had Palin. Yeah. 
and then then I lose my afternoon lineup until I go back to Fox. So. Okay, from from after Art Pounding, you had Trish Beatty. Okay, okay. And then you had Roy. Then you had Mike. Well, actually, John Cigna. Mm-hmm. See, Roy took over for Mike Levine. It was Mike Levine and Cigna. Then it was Roy and Cigna, and then Perry all night. Okay, when did Doug Hurth come into that lineup? Doug came into that lineup. He started part time. He was at WWSW. They brought him up from. Uh, that was when they were WTKN. Yeah. Yeah, they brought him up from Florida. A guy that uh, was program director down and brought him up, and uh, Doug just couldn't do what they wanted. To, he didn't couldn't do handle controversy. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to get more controversial. And so he moved to KDKA. They let him go at KDKA. He went to KQV. They doubled their ratings from. Point five to one, <laughs> and then he mo- moved back. You know? <laughs> but I thought that's not, that's the truth, you know. Yeah, he moved, think... and they moved back to KDK, and then uh, was it TAE hired him? Yeah. yeah then TA picked him up. Yeah, yeah. And, and then TAE mutated into oblivion. Right. Uh, they're somewhere below police calls and fire radio. Yeah, and, they are. And they and and he's on Wixie now. Doug's one of those people that does a special type of show. It's not for everybody. Right. Not my cup of tea, but hey, yeah, I know it that, works uh, for him, yeah. <laughs> and he makes a living at it. God bless him. You know? I think that, but he was never. He was never. He, he was briefly full time in KDK, but it just wasn't their cup of tea either. Well, he was. Did he? He's the one that filled in whenever Signa went over to the mornings. He filled in for Signa then for yeah, a few hours. yeah, for a few months then. But he just never, for some reason, I don't know what the what it was, because he did well at WTAE. Right. Oh, he did very well. He but had his own little, you know, he had that, clique of people. That following, yeah. and that's what's one one thing I've learned about doing, especially staying in Fayette County. You do have a following that follow you from point A to point B oh, and sure. then back again. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I um, the thing about KDK today, as opposed to yesterday, uh, it, it's an extremely weak station. I think now, talent wise, because I, I put KDK in there with the KMOX and the WLW. Oh, yeah. Let, let, let me give you an observation, and uh, you know, I, 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 one of the thrills of my life, because my dad for years and years and years worked for Westinghouse Electric, as did my brother. And uh, my happiest day of my family's life was when I got the KDKA, you know, another gearings with Westinghouse. And uh, that was the flagship station of the Westinghouse Broadcasting Company, good old Circle W. Now it's the smallest holding of Infinity Broadcasting. It's the minor leagues. Pittsburgh is the 23rd market. It used to be the 8th. One time it was the 7th. It mm-hmm. was major market. It's not major. It's media market now. Mm. now Big I think, difference. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I do want to get to a few other local issues. Yeah. A guy like Fox and Cigna. Now, Fox left for Denver initially. but That's right. He replaced the guy that got shot by the, right. uh, the, right. the lunatics from Lake Haight or something. Mm-hmm. But in their, in their prime. And I'm not talking about Cigna today, but I'm yeah. talking about back then. Fox, mainly Fox and Cigna on those evening shows. What would they? What were their? What did they make? I, uh, I, I could only go by what After Base is. But you see, I worked for After Base. I never had a personal service contract. They had personal service contracts, and I couldn't. I know Jack Bogut uh, because it was public knowledge. His last contract was uh, like a million for five years. Wow. Well, it's oh, that's fa- nothing today. I no. mean, there, there are morning men at the FM stations that make almost two hundred thousand dollars. It's 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 Bogut's fault, and I blame him to this day that I got into this line of work because I thought I could make that much money too. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, Bill, I think you've greatly improved since uh, I, I initially heard you on Sunday afternoon talk out of the Brownsville yep. station, and I, I oh, that was amazing years how ago. much you've matured and uh, improved your skills, and and that's everybody. I mean, you either get better or you get worse, mm -hmm. and you've gotten much better. I, But as far as the old station in Brownsville, what's happened to the morning guy there? He was from West Virginia, and also... George Bombenko, here's a guy who's just been around everywhere but never seems to find his niche. Yeah, he's one of those sports guys that should have been in Pittsburgh years ago. You know, there are several of those people that uh, they were around. And I've known George, and, you know, we don't go out to have a beer with him, and I've known him over the years. And he's a really talented guy and, he, and, 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 and major league broadcast type, you know, college football, stuff like that. Uh, George, the last I heard, George was actually working with a college team in um i think it was kentucky he was doing play-by-play -play for him however he only did it for one year and got basically told they told him to go back yeah. home again and i have not heard of him since now kim smith the morning guy you're talking about at uh wasp am he moved back to west virginia and he is basically in retirement taking care of his parents and okay. he's out of radio totally but what I think is interesting is you make a comment about George Von Panko. Another guy like that, too, was Bill DeFabio. Absolutely. Who, I've known Bill for years. Bill Bill would go through, and like George, you, you, they would be these powerhouses when it came to sports. They would do their brief stint at, say, WTAE at that time, who was a big sports station. And then whenever TAE went all sports, they looked at him and said, thank you very much, but we don't want you, and they fired him. Uh, uh, Fabio's back at WJPA in Washington where he started – uh, 30 some years ago doing what he did 30 years ago and then doing some other things on the side George I don't know where he's at but I think it's interesting what's happening to Pittsburgh radio is they think a younger or younger voice is going to attract an, an older audience well, and it just what, doesn't make sense to me well you know who's in Wheeling and doing the morning show and doing a great job right now getting great ratings at uh, Dimitri Dimitri yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. excellent excellent does excellent sounds much better there than he did on TAE yeah he is uh, he's the number one show there in Wheeling, and actually that station is starting to make money again because of him. He was only supposed to go there for about 60 days uh, and liked it so much and was well-received there because they had never seen his personality before in Wheeling no. or in the Ohio Valley. No. And uh, I, But a guy like that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that he probably made more money in Pittsburgh and uh, but is accepting less maybe to be in Wheeling. I don't know. Well, you know, it's all relevant, uh, or relative, I should say, to, to, to your circumstance. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, you could go to L.A. Uh, or New York and make $100,000 a year, and that's like making, you know, 30000 or 40000 in Pittsburgh. The cost of living is through the roof. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Caller, I appreciate yeah. the call. Okay, thank you. You have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, I'll build the Fabio. Great, Bill, ta great talented guy. Yeah, Bill. Bill is a Bill is also a character too. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get him mad. <laughs> <laughs> I had, he has a whole new meaning to rage. <laughs> as I, as I said, I had a pleasure working with him in my last before yeah. I came back to WMBS because uh, Ron Dawson sent my resume to JPA. Yeah, uh, and that's another great heritage <laughs> station. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it came on just a few years after WMBS did. But uh, I had the pleasure of working with him over there, and he is a character. And that's when the whole thing was happening at WTAE, which is now WEAE. <laughs> you know, the, uh, as my granddaughter would say, duh, uh, WCAE, which was one of the greatest historic. <laughs>
Carl Weathers, you know, really. Uh, I worked with a gentleman years ago who used to do nostalgia with me by the name of Bob King. Oh, I, I did many. I did about 25 years of shows with Bob. And Bob would talk to me about the heritage that WCAE had, and he and he kept telling me that what they did with TAE was just just a debacle. Yeah. And now, if he was still alive, I'd love to know yeah. what he'd have to say about what they've done to it now. Incidentally, one of the great WCAE slash WRYT uh -huh. uh, announcers and ended up his career at WDUQ, uh, John Boyle just passed away. Uh, I did hear that, yeah. A while, a while back. So we're losing some great uh, some great talent. Uh, I remember Ed Chauncey. What a, what a joy uh -huh. it was to work with Uncle Ed. I mean, the guy never worked anywhere but KDKA Radio. Started at 19 as a junior announcer. Which, you ever hear of a junior announcer in this day and age? Well, I think Davey Tyson got it. <laughs> <laughs> he was his gopher at the, at the, at the, uh, the uh, Enright in uh, East Liberty. Uh -huh. But uh, Ed just, uh, I was talking to Ed about running consoles and taking transmitter readings. <laughs> yeah, he said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> he, he, was, he, he was a character. And what was so interesting in his later years, Katie Kay found a place for him. Yeah, they had to. They tried to farm, and the, the, the entire town marched on the Grand Building. And that was basically working with Bogut and reading yeah. Bogut's news. I mean, Ed was getting up there in years. Well, do you remember what the name of Ed's show was um, on KDKA? The more, he did the morning show there for, oh, my goodness, through the 30s, the 40s, up into the 50s. Mm -hmm. It was Ed and Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. It was kind of like Amos and Andy. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious, you know. The humor was hysterical. Were you there? Were you there when Bogut just came in? Uh, no, because Jack Bogut came in. They brought him in from K, uh, from Salt Lake City. I think he was at KSL. They brought him in, and uh, it was like the late '60s, so right after Palin uh, left. Because uh, Palin was doing Courtney Cleft. Palin was doing the morning show, and it wasn't working out. Palin and Tro. Because I'm I'm honestly not old enough to remember that. But just the legacy that Courtney and Company left at KDK. Oh yeah. And this kid coming from Montana. But he didn't follow Courtney. He followed Palin and Tro. So there was a, somewhat of a transition. Yeah, there, there was a transitional okay. period there. But uh, he came in like '69. It was him and, and then Jack Wheeler came in from Florida okay. to do the all night show. That's when they started to do that at the talk at night. But Bogut, uh, he never changed his lifestyle. He's in the same house that he had when he first came. And I think I think it told me his first salary was like in the 30s. Well, back in the 60s, that That's was a lot, of, a lot money. of money back then. But he has a nice house uh, right up there in Upper St. Clair, Clair Township. Actually, I think it's Mount Lebanon. It's just on the line. Mm -hmm. Very modest. Him and his wife live in the same house. The kids are all through college. And uh, Bogut never was impressed with the big bucks. Well, as I always say, I blame Bogut for me getting into this line of work because I thought I could make the money he did. Yeah. <laughs> and little did I know after my... my uh, but he not only made it, he kept it. He, yeah. <laughs> but I was I was finishing my, uh, my undergraduate degree in communications when they told me how much I would be making on my first job, and I called my mother and dad and said, are you willing to support me for a few more years? That's it. Well, that's when we uh, used to you know, marry a girl that's a school teacher. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or postal worker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, well, your first days in radio, how much were you making at the time? I started, actually, uh, well, George Hyde Production uh, before I got into broadcasting. Well, it was part of broadcasting. George Hyde Production and the William Penn was the production house in Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. uh, we, you know, we, we did all the, uh, the commercials and stuff. It was 35 a week. My first job was, uh, was, was 40 a week in the Emporium. That's about what I'm making here now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I got 50 a week in Erie when I started. 
Oh, wow. But, heck, I could go out and have bacon and eggs for 55 cents, and that <laughs> included the coffee. Yeah. You know, I take my wife on a date for, like, 10 bucks at the Calabrese Club. That included drinks. <laughs> you when, you, when you worked in Erie, who did you work for up there? I worked for uh, WLEU okay. for the most part, and uh, then also for Jet on the weekends. Oh, okay. I'm Jet, familiar with Jet, yeah. yeah Jet, whenever the AM was a big, big rock and roller. When uh, when you were working with, with uh, KDKA in, in the early 70s, you were seeing the... Uh, the FM side of the band coming strong. Yeah, that, well, yeah, the East was late in developing the uh, the FM. The West Coast was always ahead of us in that. Mm -hmm. But with that happening, the, the folks at Kitty, were they ever worried about it? Because they, they once had an FM station yeah. and got rid of it. KDK FM went on the air, right? They were the, one of the last to go on the air before World War II. They went on 1942. Mm-hmm. And a little historical point is WWSW, or 3WS-FM, is the oldest commercial FM station in the country. Oh, I never realized Oh, that, that. went on the air in the early 30s, and a fellow named Armstrong was developing it. Wow. They was called W, it was W3-something. Mm -hmm. They were up where Channel 11 is now. Matter of fact, it's still the transmitter site. It's on top of the Channel 11 antenna. Right. But a little, a little white brick building, and uh, there was WTNT. Mm -hmm. And they just uh, tracked LPs. Oh, we darn. Because nobody had, uh, you know, any FM. B94 was originally WKJF, went on in 48. Uh, the Keysport had an FM station, WMCK, and turned the license back. Well, so sounds like what this place did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys had an FM station. I know. We're still kicking ourselves, and unfortunately that board died years ago that did it. But, yeah, we uh, we basically said we didn't want it anymore and just let it disappear into the wind. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, the uh, Diocese of Pittsburgh had a radio group producing Catholic radio shows and teaching kids to run the board. And our our old Western Electric 25A 40B speech input console was from your FM station. I'll be darned. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How, was it good equipment at the time? Oh, it was great. Well, Western Electric was, yeah. uh, that was, you know, that was Bell Telephone, AT&T. Western Electric was the manufacturing arm they made consoles that lasted for 50 years <laughs> you know just like their telephone right you know. but uh but you you see it now and and this this is one thing that bothers me i've worked in fm i've worked in am and i still think am is the place to be because it's more personable well it it is in this in this area you get uh, like over in philadelphia the top talk station is an fm station and and that amazes me that no one in this market has enough nerve to try to do that is to, to take it and flip it and make an FM station a talk station. Because I think it would do very well here. At first it would be a novelty, but once everybody got used to it, I think you'd yeah. be able to transition very well. It, 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 it's a tough thing because the KDKA really, uh, really is the premier talk. They, they made the change at the right time to all talk. Right. And uh, WPTT, is, again, is, is jousting with a windmill. They'll always have their niche audience, but just because of the power constraints alone, you're not going to get any great, you know, big audience there. You'll get, a, you'll get an audience, you'll make some money. Right. Uh, I don't know if it, and plus the, the glut of stations around the area that do talk in certain day parts, I really don't know if that's a viable, uh, you had Word FM doing t talk in the afternoon, a health talk and different things. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if you look at, um, if you look at what KDK did, and we here at WMBS still feel that we have a, uh, a baby KDK format because we do what, what KDK did in the early 70s. We do the music in the morning, 
and we, we, we do all the sports and everything else, and then at night we still do talk. Yeah. So we do what KDKA did, but when KDKA went to all talk, do you think that alienated some of their audience that was used to listening to the, the likes of Jack Bogut, to Art Palin, to Trish Beatty, and knew that at 6 o'clock I was able to tune into a talk program and listen to Roy Fox, and now it's talk 24-7? No, I don't think they did. I think they, they truly evolved, and they did it smoothly, okay. very smooth. You know, it was really funny. KDKA was the first to do AM stereo, and I was working for Mike Levine. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's interesting to note that the first AM stereo program in the country was a talk, talk show. show. Yeah. <laughs> that was right. Well, you know, they used to do a sh uh, the news in stereo. Mm -hmm. uh, what they did was they, uh, they had two mics. And one mic was on KDK FM, and one was on KDK AM. This was in the, like the, the late fifties, early sixties. Uh -huh. <laughs> what a trip that was! Well, wasn't it Roy Fox's show that was the first one that went into stereo? Uh, well, uh, then was I was working for Roy because I was the I, I I was the one that was on the air. That they told me I would be the, and I said, "This is crazy." Okay, you know, this is crazy. And a, a talk show? Couldn't couldn't you done this with Trish with music? You know. <laughs> And and what and what they learned was KDK did it, and then they were one of the first ones to scrap it right after they did it. Well, it was one of those uh, things that didn't have a clear direction on which format we were going to use the mm. uh, the Sequam or uh, there was another one that was better, but uh, you know Motorola was in it, and uh, the FCC was full of indecision. Right. And so the thing just died. <laughs> There's still a handful out there that are using it. But. Yeah, there's still some AM stereo. As a matter of fact, uh, the early uh, minivans, uh, Chrysler Corporation uh, caravans, they, uh, they, they had, had AM stereo right. as standard equipment. I remember my father got his first one, and, and he turned the AM dial on. All of a sudden, he was listening to Kitty Kitty, and he says, why is the stereo light right lighting up on yeah. me? He said, this isn't supposed to happen. So shut up, son, and put in your 8-track. <laughs> Yeah, true. That's 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 really sad, actually. Thirteen minutes in front of the hour of midnight. We have one more call here online, and let's go. Hello, call. You're online with Joe Gehring. Hi, Bill. How you doing, Hi, sir? Joe. Hi. I was calling Bill uh, quite a, a long time ago. You were going to get on the air. You're the oldest voice I remember in radio back to Mike Levine. You, you and he are the uh, benchmark for talk radio. Well, I really appreciate putting being put in a class of a, a real uh, a real icon like Mike Levine. Well, he, he was irascible and a bit sarcastic at times. He was oh, yeah. in that context. But, you know, honestly, you have a very uh, audiogenic voice. You have a unique uh, terror voice that's uh, uh, sort of your signature, your, your trademark. Yeah, nobody's going to mistake me for uh, Ron Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about double stations. You said you were up in Erie for a while. Yeah, I was. Well, matter of fact, my wife is from Erie, and oh. uh, I worked. Uh, we still go back there. Was it the sister station a week of WEET? Uh, yes, they were. Myron Jones, who I know, know very well, bought WEET uh, from the field broadcasting. Yes. Class and relatives up in Erie, too, and I was surprised. And I, it, whenever we had a big thing about whenever the uh, Russians sent their space satellite, the first one up, and we had a gimmick about getting your radio taken to a local radio yeah. repair shop and getting it tuned in so it would emphasize that frequency to come in better in your car radio. They said getting your car radio wheat nicked. Yeah, Weep, Weep was, a, was a very innovative station. Uh, you know, it started out in 1948 or 49 as WPGH. They were above a fruit uh, market in East Liberty. And uh, then a fellow by the name of John Klug bought them, or Klugie, and he uh, later became Metropolitan Broadcasting. And he started the first top 40 station. 
Uh, right before that, though, they were Wiley. They were the first black station back in the 50s, W-I-L-Y. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they were w Wiley Avenue in the, in the hill. Yep, and then they were W-E-E-P, the first top 40 rock and roll. They were the first news, Merle Paulus. They brought Merle in, and they There's were all I was going to ask you about what happened to Merle Paulus. Merle is over in Cleveland. Matter of fact, when he left WJAS, when they were sold, uh, he went to Cleveland. Uh, I don't know if he's. In, and the last I heard, he was program director of the the, the big fifty thousand water over there, WKYC. It's WTAM now. I get they're back. To, at they're they're yeah. back to their original call letters. I, I listen to them some of the night because uh, when I when my arthritis heading up and I can't sleep, I listen to the Art Bell show on TAM. Yeah, but I I don't know if he's there now or not. I haven't talked to to Merle in years. They had an interesting talk show. He was very much like Mike Levine in many but ways. But a little less provocative. But yeah. He was, he was liberal in his slant, but he was listenable because he was intelligent. He didn't uh, insult the listener. Well, both of them were very educated. Mike uh, went back and uh, got a master's degree or something in college. Very educated man. No kidding. And as they say, you didn't always agree with him. And he came off the wall with some stuff, but uh, you had to respect him. There was a guy who was on Weep for a while. He came down to this area from Johnstown. He had an ethnic program on Weep for a while, which is a surprising mix of music. Yeah. His name was Don Evans. That probably oh, Don, Don and I are very good friends. Is, he still, is that his real name, Bonnie Chat? Yeah, that's really his real name. Don was a big disc jockey in Erie in the 50s at Jet. He was very smooth. His voice yeah. and delivery was excellent. Actually, he's... I thought or maybe better. More like Jim Horn. He so, is uh, from the Johnstown area. He worked at WCRO. Uh, yes. I worked there later after he had left. But uh, Don and I worked together at Jet in Erie, and uh, Don... Has retired. He was. Uh, he's taking care of his father. He was over in uh, WVSC in Somerset. Hmm. Well, another thing I was going to ask. You mentioned Jim Horn. What happened to him? Jim is very big in the theater in New York. Hmm, I bumped him. He was too sophisticated. I thought for the very sophisticated, sophisticated guy. market. I liked his yeah. tongue-in-cheek humor because he did a lot of subtle things that were like, if you weren't really hip, you didn't yeah. touch it. He's yeah. the first jock I ever heard that could segue music from one song to the next, matching the tempos. Yeah, Jim was very talented. He went into the legitimate theater. Oh, well, and he... I think he was also doing a show on WPIX uh, New York FM. I see. But uh, you remember Terry McGovern? Yes. That uh, he St. Mary's of the Mount High School. Uh, Terry, of course, went out to Hollywood. Yes. He was in. He was the teacher in American Graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's a lot of bit parts. Well, Joe, I'm glad to be able to talk to you, and uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing if Katie, if WMBS could uh, kind of deal with you in some fashion. Yeah, I think it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a lot of fun. We could uh, we could do some shows. And, uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, variety is probably going to be one of the pluses that I think WMBS can have, besides being the only real station that I consider in the small market. And it's yeah, like, they, uh, they have the, uh, as I say, they've never lost their sense of direction or their sense of mission. You're talking about their FM license. Was that one number they were on, what, the low-frequency FM? You know, before we went to eighty. No, no, no. That was after they had that license, I believe, in the forties. Well, that wasn't that when we were after after the war. They were licensing all these FM stations. Oh, I see. And you had to own an AM to get an FM. Yeah, because there was an FM tower up in the mountains. I don't know who had that license. It was on the old low frequency FM band before the war frequencies. You know yeah. Would, would you do you do you know the story behind it? If you ever get the book Empire of the Air. Yes, sir. Sarnoff had a fallout with this fellow Armstrong. I can't think of his first name. Who invented that? And they were buddies. Yeah, I, I'm, I got a technical background in electronics. I know Armstrong's the Armstrong detector was the first true FM demodulator. Yeah, well, what, what Sarnoff did was he became a general Sarnoff in the war. Yes. 
and he uses influence with the FCC to change the band and literally destroyed this Armstrong. Wow. Literally destroyed him because he had all he was building the Liberty Broadcasting System. It was a network of FM relay stations. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, it, that's a heck of a book. They also did a special on Channel 13. Uh, the Burns fellow that did the Civil War did it. Yes. But, uh, boy, you talk about viciousness. You, <laughs> well, it's getting like that again yeah, because of these regulations. Yeah. John, I appreciate the call. Thank you. You have a great Thank night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. He regulated. I said, "This is we're going to reap the whirlwind on this one." Oh yeah, isn't it wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they'll do the right thing. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the one thing I never understood is when you can more, own more than one AM and one FM in the market, and then more than one TV station. Well, what the they do now is they manipulate. Uh, what they do is you, you, the old the rule is that nobody follows it. That you can you, each station can only have a certain percentage of the of the audience. Uh-huh. So what they do is they take stations and make them losers. Oh, yeah, definitely. So they yeah. can make the main station the winner, you That's know. right. That's right. Um, Joe, I appreciate you taking time tonight. We only have a few more moments. Uh, any final thoughts? Well, gee, I, uh, you know, uh, at this time of the evening, well, let me plug. I'll be on the air tomorrow, folks. Wait, 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 wait. Well, you know, I got to promote Doctor on call. My well, God, we have a lot of listeners in the Union yeah, Town area. That's what I understand. But I think Ron is probably he's probably chewing Alka Seltzer's as we speak. You know he is. You know he is. But uh, no, it's it's just been a pleasure. I uh, I'm just happy to see that uh, the stations like WMBS, uh, WLSW, WJPA still have MWDAD in Indiana. That's right. Yeah. Uh, still have that idea that we are the people's station. They never lost it. The airways really do belong to the people, and uh, we're and, and I hope the people support them and don't get uh, uh, taken in by the snake oil broadcasters. Well, unfortunately, a few people have, but we're we're bringing them back slowly but surely. Because this, or you lose this. This, I mean, WMBS is an asset. It's uh, you know you talk about your regional assets. That's a con job to pay for stadiums for millionaires. <laughs> to play. But this is a true asset. People should really support local radio like WMBS and the people like you that uh, that put your 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 sweat equity in, into mm -hmm. it. Well, Joe, again, I appreciate I appreciate you taking time tonight. Uh, we were only playing on one hour, but thanks for sticking around for the second. And hopefully, we can work something out for the future. And if not, maybe we can do this again. I certainly hope so. And I'm just like to say, someday I'll see Ron in that big Lincoln again. That's exactly you know, I mean, right. It's really, uh, <laughs> mark a success. Well, Joe, thank you very much. You have a great night. Thank you, Bill. God bless, and good night, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was Joe Gehring, a voice that we have heard over the years. Uh, as he said, never hear live on WMBS until tonight. So I guess we made history this evening as we were talking to Joe Gehring live, and he was uh, with us this evening via telephone. Enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. I got a kick out of it because, as I mentioned to you guys, when we talk about these type of things, these are the voices I grew up listening to. And Joe doesn't like to hear that, but it's true. I remember hiding that transistor under my pillow as a kid and listening to Joe Gehring doing talk on the Big K. Three minutes in front of the hour of midnight on this uh, Monday night. We're wrapping up a Monday evening. Folks, had a wonderful time this evening. For all of you that uh, called this evening, thank you very much. For those of you that uh, were listening, thank you for joining us, and thank you for our sponsors this evening, and thank them very much. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And I'd be at home sitting there talking by myself, driving my wife crazy. So thank you again for having me on the air. Name is Bill Alexander, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Remember, your choice for Announcer of the Year.
in Union Town. Just to let you know, write it in. I don't want to, I don't want to persuade anybody. I'm not buying advertising anywhere, but I just wanted to, to mention that. And that's going to do it for yours truly. If you like the show, tell a friend if not, it's a bad figment of the imagination. And uh, we'll be back. So thank you very much for listening. Fats, please take me home. Well, I'm tired and I gotta go home. I'm tired and I gotta go home. You've just gone online, online. with Bill Alexander. For more information and to download this program as a podcast, go to onlinewithbillalexander.com. Online with Bill Alexander is a million-dollar baby production in association with TalkShoe.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.